Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. I'm 
Show, show. 
שומע ורואה כאן במקום הזה את כל מה שהיה ואת כל מה שעוד יהיה רק במקום הזה אני שייך, הלב נמשך אני בוכה להישאר
done by Mordechai Shapiro. Dovi Shapiro before that with This Is My Home. Hamalach, that was Benny Friedman. Shulam Lemmer with Hallelujah. Hallo Yodata done by Yaakov Shweki. And from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this January the 29th, day three in the month of Shvat, the year 5780, Pei. Good morning. 35 degrees in New York with 55% humidity. Winds in north at nine miles an hour. Partly cloudy with a high of 42. Then tonight, clear skies and a low of 26. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 38 degrees. Yushalayim's at 50. We're at 35 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. There is so much going on. Um, first of all, <laughs> last night I had the pleasure of being up at Sarah Lawrence College in Yonkers, New York, when the Yeshiva University Maccabees, the men's basketball team, and the Lady Max both came away with victories uh, last night. The Lady Max had a relatively easy time. Uh, the men were down by one point with uh, about seven seconds to go, and Gabe Leifer hit a three-pointer from the from the corner that we will not soon forget, to say the least. Yeshiva comes away with a two-point victory, uh, a 15-game winning streak. They are now ranked. They're in the top 24. They're number 24 of the top 25. And uh, things were getting a little uh, a little dicey last night. <laughs> it was getting a little worrisome, to say the least. I was sitting next to Yoshua uh, Siegel, and on my other side was the king of Schlock himself. Lenny Solomon, who was in from Israel. And it was a nail-biter. But they won it, and now they've won 15 in a row. And tomorrow night, they're at home at the University Max Stern Athletic Center to play against the Purchase, which is going to be a very tough game. Uh, Simcha Halpert was injured in the first half of yesterday's game, and that certainly did not help matters. Let's hope he's healthy enough to uh, to start and to play a full game tomorrow night against Purchase. But they are 15-1 and with a 15-game winning streak. And uh, again, tomorrow night, a very big game at the Yeshiva University's Max Stern Athletic Center. Congratulations to Coach Steinmetz and to everybody who uh, can take credit and get credit for last night's victory. It was really something. 
So that's what's happening regarding the Max. Um, yeah. Also, uh, later on this morning here at JM and the AM, we're going to have a uh, representative. We're going to be bringing in uh, over the next few weeks different people to speak about the big vote, the uh, Zionist Congress vote. And we're recommending, of course, voteoic.org, voteoic.org, slate number four, the slate that we appear on. So we'll do that later on and encourage everybody to uh, to vote. This weekend has a couple of really big, big events. Uh, at 1 o'clock on Sunday, I will be uh, doing a live show and interviewing Barry Weiss, the New York Times columnist, on her book about how to fight anti-Semitism. That's happening at the New Eichlers on 50th Street and 13th Avenue in Borough Park, Brooklyn. And that begins um, at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I hope you'll come by. I hope you'll buy the book. I hope you'll ask Barry to sign it. It's Borough Park Eichlers. It's coming Sunday at 1 p.m. It's going to be an exciting interview. And then uh, at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday... Eastern time or just after 7.30 p.m., the Kosher Halftime Show will be made available to everybody. Kosher Halftime Show 2020 presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm with wonderful sponsors including Azer Mitzion, Abels and Hyman, and others. Um, that's all going to be presented starting at about 7.30 Eastern time. You'll be able to check out Kosher Halftime Show 2020 and share it and distribute it and recommend it to all your friends. It's a funny one. It's a good one. I think you'll enjoy it. So get ready for that. And um, I guess in the the most important news of the last 24 hours, even more important than Yeshiva University basketball, um, what happened yesterday in Washington, um, the incredible speech by President Trump, how he completely rearranged um, and reordered the priorities in the Middle East peace process, how he um, went ahead and really changed the, the narrative. He changed the narrative in terms of what's expected from each party. And then, of course, Prime Minister Netanyahu with a brilliant speech after that at the White House. That all happened yesterday. We'll have an opportunity to speak about it during our weekly update. What will this do regarding the annexation plan? Will it be implemented immediately? We will soon find out. What will it do regarding the election? There are uh, there are partners in the upcoming election in Israel that are very excited about this plan and about the possibility of annexation of certain areas. Uh, what will that do to the election process? We shall see. On Tuesday afternoon at noon in Washington, D.C., President Donald Trump, according to the Jerusalem Post, unveiled his long-awaited peace deal for the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. After Trump introduced the framework, Prime Minister Netanyahu took to the podium and declared that Israel accepted the plan and would soon begin its implementation. Israel will apply its laws to the Jordan Valley, to all the Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria, and to other areas that your plan designates as part of Israel, which the United States has agreed to recognize as part of Israel. Immediately after the event, Netanyahu's spokesman, Yonatan Urich, tweeted sovereignty over all settlements on Sunday. As he tweeted, Netanyahu was meeting with the Israeli press corps that had traveled with him to Washington. 
across the street from the White House. He told reporters that he would bring a proposal to the cabinet meeting Sunday to immediately apply Israeli law and annex all the Jordan Valley and the Israeli settlements spread out across Judea and Samaria. At the briefing, As the briefing was taking place, U.S. Ambassador David Friedman held an on-record phone call with reporters to update them on the finer details of the plan. He said that from America's perspective, Israel can go ahead and annex territory. Israel does not have to wait at all, Friedman said. If they wish to apply Israeli law to those areas allocated to Israel, we will recognize it. Shortly after Friedman and Netanyahu finished at 3.30 p.m. in Washington, Jared Kushner went on CNN and said he was not aware of immediate annexation plans. I don't believe that's what's going to happen this weekend, at least not as far as I know, he told CNN's Christian Amanpour. Shortly after the Kushner interview aired, aired, Urich deleted his tweet. He did not give an explanation why. Final word on the walk back of Netanyahu's annexation promise came on Wednesday morning when Tourism Minister Yariv Levin, who was in Washington with the Prime Minister, went to an army radio and said that the proposal would not be brought to the cabinet Sunday due to technical reasons. Full story has yet to be revealed, but diplomatic sources said late Tuesday that the U.S. was surprised by Netanyahu's promise just after the unveiling of the plan to immediately annex West Bank territory. The U.S. officials thought that while Israel would move forward with annexation, it would take time due to planning and other bureaucratic hurdles that the government would first need to overcome. They didn't realize it would be so immediate, a decision likely prompted by Netanyahu's legal and political troubles. This is the Jerusalem Post writing. The Americans were apparently expecting a number of Arab states to issue statements that were supposed to voice support for the plan. Some countries did cautiously welcome the plan, uh, but Oman and Bahrain, which took the extraordinary step of sending their ambassador to the White House's rollout ceremony, remained silent, possibly due to the annexation announcement. Will Netanyahu bring annexation to the government within the coming week or weeks? Unclear. For now, it seems the White House has asked Jerusalem to hold back on unilateral steps and to first give the plan a chance to advance. All right. So there you have the latest, both the news and speculation in terms of what's going on with the annexation plan or the possible annexation plan that everyone is referring to now after the uh, amazing day at the White House yesterday in Washington, D.C. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. We've got plenty to do here, as we said, on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. By the way, tomorrow... I should mention this. Tomorrow, uh, Mayor Kay is expected to stop by our studio. And you know what that means. It means we're getting really close to the Kosher Halftime Show, and it means there's plenty to talk about regarding his activities this coming Super Bowl Sunday. Mayor Kay tomorrow right here at JM in the AM.
JM and the AM at Yossi Green and Company with Hatoiv, uh before Fav Yiddish and Nachas, before that Yaakov Shweki and Harayat. Listener Benny is very uh, active on our app this morning. He asks, do you think the YU Max could defeat the Knicks? That would be some game, huh? Well, I don't know about that, but, <laughs> but they're doing really well. 15 in a row, and last night was really exciting, and unfortunately came down till the end, but fortunately they won. Uh, then he says, I read the Barry Weiss book. It's interesting. I just lent it to someone who lives down in Florida. Well, the Barry Weiss book is interesting, how to fight anti-Semitism, and she will join us this coming Sunday at 1 p.m. at Eichler's, the brand-new Eichler's in Borough Park. And I hope you'll all come out. Come out and uh, buy the book, get it signed by Barry Weiss, and uh, listen to my interview, which uh, you'll have an opportunity to hear both on the Nahum Segal Network and live at Eichler's in Borough Park. I would suspect if the show starts at 1 p.m. Sunday that um, she'll be on around 2 o'clock Eastern time. And again, I hope everyone comes out and uh, and uh, comes on out to meet her because she is uh, quite an author and quite a person. And uh, then, of course, later on Sunday, it's a big Sunday for us because later on Sunday, it'll be the uh, Kosher Halftime Show 2020 presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. And we'll have that uh, we'll have that for you starting just after 7:30 p.m. Eastern time on NahumSiegel.com, on our Facebook page, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we'll ask you to just help us distribute it to the entire world so everyone can enjoy this year's edition of the Kosher Halftime Show. Yishai Rebo's next. It's JM in the AM. Ali, the 
וצוכב לי בצערה כוסי בעומק Did you ever wonder where it all comes from? How you sleeping in the desert in the morning this month? No, yeah, I can't believe it, how it comes from above, how it's sent forth with love. We are so young. Thank you. 
Thought I heard a knocking on my door I was so asleep I couldn't tell for sure And now it's too late Shrina's gone away If only I was away Come on and wake up from your lazy sleep The shepherd's there for the strong and the weak Now it's never too late Just a little faith Now it's never too late Petrini Achoti Rayati Yonati Tamati Alive, Moshe Hecht here at JM in the AM, wrapping up the hour for us. Uh, before that, you heard Adon Alamdan by Yishai Rebo. Yossi Green was in there with Hatoiv. Wednesday morning on this 29th of January, the 3rd of Shvat, getting closer and closer to Kosher Halftime Show 2020, presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. Uh, it happens this Sunday, about 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, when we uh, release it. We post it at AlchemSegal.com, put it on our Facebook page. And start getting reaction from around the world. Big thank you to our friends at Azer Mitzion. Big thank you to our friends at Abels and Hyman. Big thank you to our friends at Kosher.com. Big thank you to our friends at Keiko. And a big thank you to our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm. A big thank you to our friends at Steinreich Communications. To everybody who has a role in Kosher Halftime Show 2020. And of course, a big thank you to Ashley Blaker, who's going to be by here later. Uh, to Simcha Liner, to Mayor Kay. They're both going to be on tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Plenty of people to thank for a great production this year. Don't forget in Borough Park this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, starting at 1 p.m., Barry Weiss is my guest, beginning at 1 o'clock from the brand-new Eichlers in Borough Park, 50th Street and 13th Avenue. Make sure to stop by. Her book is called How to Fight, How to Stop Anti-Semitism. Buy the book, get it signed, and watch the show. All at Eichlers on 50th and 13th this coming Sunday, beginning at 1 p.m., Eastern Time. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam in the AM.
גלי צה"ל מירושלים השעה 2. שלום רב, כאן רן יבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. נשיא המדינה ראובן ריבלין התייחס לעסקת המאה שהוצגה אמש ואמר אני תקווה שתוכנית זו תוביל למציאות טובה יותר עבור הישראלים והפלסטינים. אמש חזינו ברגעים שיכולים להביא תקווה. לאחר שנים ארוכות של קיפאון מדיני, הציג הנשיא טראמפ תוכנית שיכולה לאפשר לשני העמים לחדש את ערוצי השיח. הדבר איננו פשוט, אבל אסור לנו להרים ידיים. כי מי שמרים ידיים מוותר על הסיכוי. אני מסרב לוותר. את הדברים אמר הנשיא ריבלין בבונדסטאג, בית הנבחרים של גרמניה, בטקס לציון יום השואה הבינלאומי ו-75 שנה לשחרור מחנה ההשמדה אושוויץ. ויורם כהן, ראש השב"כ לשעבר, טוען אצל אמיר איבגי, כל הדרישות של ישראל נכנסו לתוכנית, אך זאת תהיה טעות ללכת לצעדים נמהרים. לדעתי הפלסטינים לא יכולים לקבל את התוכנית הזאת, חלק מזה באשמתם, כי הרבה שנים הם עשו הרבה טעויות ומשלמים את המחיר. אבל אחרי שאמרתי את כל זה, אני חושב שזה יהיה טעות מצד ישראל ללכת לצעדים נמהרים, גם אם אנחנו יכולים לעשות כל מיני דברים מחר, ואני חושב שצריך לשקול בכובד ראש אם כדאי לעשות אותם. אם אני הייתי יועץ, אני הייתי אומר לדרג המדיני לעשות את זה בקונצנזוס ישראלי. ועדת הבחירות המרכזית פסלה את חברת הכנסת היבה יזבק מהתמודדות בבחירות. ממשכן הכנסת מדווח כתבנו לענייני משפט יובל הראל. בתום דיון סוער פסלה הוועדה את חברת הכנסת יזבק בגין תמיכה במאבק מזוין ושלילת מדינת ישראל כיהודית ודמוקרטית. ההכרעה תעבור כעת לידי שופטי בית המשפט העליון. בצאתה מהדיון אמרה יזבק כי מדובר במשחק מכור ובניסיון הימין הקיצוני להסתיר את העוול האמיתי שהוא הכיבוש. בעלת הקורונה, שני בני אדם, ביניהם תינוק, פונו לבית החולים הלל יפה בחדרה בחשד שנדבקו בנגיף, מדווח כתבנו מאיר מרציאנו. ילד ממוצא סיני בן שנה וחצי וגבר ישראלי שחזר לאחרונה מהמזרח פונו לבית החולים הלל יפה כשהם סובלים מתסמינים נשימתיים של חום ושיעול. הם הוכנסו לבידוד ובשעה זו נבדק האם חלו בנגיף הקורונה הסיני. המשטרה יצרה את תושב הכפר חילף בשנות ה-20 לחייו בחשד לגנבת מספר אימוני הלם מרכב צבאי סמוך לכפר איבטין. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר שיחד איתו נעצרו על ידי המשטרה הצבאית שני חיילים בחשד למעורבות באירוע. מעצרו של הצעיר הוארך על ידי בית משפט השלום בקריות. מזג האוויר ירידה בטמפרטורות, הגשם מתמעט בהדרגה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M. with Shalshelis Jr. It's a good song. It's called Hema. Nine minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Just reading more and more about what happened yesterday at the White House, and uh, we'll talk more about it, obviously, during our weekly update on Friday. But the actions that the Prime Minister of Israel can potentially take now are are you know, vast, a vast number of different approaches he could take. And it'll be interesting to watch if uh, annexation is, in fact, uh, in the cards, in the immediate cards uh, for the state of Israel. That's number one. And number two, what effect it might have on the election. Could have a positive effect on the election, frankly, in terms of shoring up a very important constituency. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Kosher Halftime Show is Sunday, brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm. With a big thank you to Azer Mitzion and Abels and Hyman and uh, Steinreich Communications and all those responsible for the uh, Kosher Halftime Show 2020, presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. Uh, earlier in the day, we're going to be in Borough Park. This coming Sunday, we're at Borough Park Eichler's. Borough Park Eichler's is coming Sunday with Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss, she's author of the book, How to Fight Anti-Semitism. And you'll have an opportunity to buy the book, have it signed, meet her, and see my conversation with her, which we will air, of course, between 1 and 3 p.m. here on the Nahum Siegel Network, all part of your uh, Super Sunday, so to speak, um, here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. Wednesday morning, 11 minutes after the hour, got the official announcement. I got the official announcement from Chef Barret. And uh, here we go. Mazel Tov to Ariella Samanowitz and Nussen Sklar. Ariella Samanowitz and Nussen Sklar. They became a very, very recently engaged couple last night. In fact, so very, they actually got engaged last night. <laughs> Mazel Tov to Sarah and Barry Samanowitz. Mazel Tov to Ricky and to Rabbi Uri Sklar. And the Mazel Tov to the extended Samanowitz and Sklar families from all of us here at JM in the AM. So Ariella Samanowitz, Nuss and Sklar, they are engaged. Uh, the Samanowitzes and the Sklars have a massive simcha coming up, Baruch Hashem. And we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. That is great news. Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Um, Ashley Blaker is going to stop by. CB Nugrishal with words about the Zionist election. We'll talk about that coming up. Alan Fagan, who was there yesterday when the Attorney General was in Brooklyn. We'll speak with him. Plenty more coming up if you keep it right here at the JM in the AM. Where are we going now? I can't remember myself. Um, oh, here we go. We're going to this election from Yisroel Amar at JM in the AM. <laughs>
I know, I know. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Eighth Day. That's called Hule. Hineni <laughs> done by Avram. Well, you heard Sandy Shmueli. Hineyamim Tovim. And Yisrael Amar had Hilulat Sadikim here at J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning, 35 degrees, partly cloudy, a high of 42. Good morning, everybody. Don't forget, Sunday, it's Kosher Halftime Show 2020, presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm, with a big thank you to our friends at Steinreich Communications and Azer Mitzion and um, Abels and Hyman and all the great companies and outfits that are helping us out, kosher.com, Keiko, etc., etc. A lot of great sponsors, a lot of wonderful people, all presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. It's Kosher Halftime Show 2020. Get ready. You'll see it right around halftime on Sunday night. And don't forget, earlier in the day in Borough Park, Brooklyn, we are going to be with Barry Weiss at the brand-new Eichlers on 50th Street and 13th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, in Borough Park. Barry Weiss, author of How to Fight, How to Stop Anti-Semitism, uh, she will be there. She'll be. Uh, they'll be selling books. She'll be signing books. She'll be with us at about 2 p.m. The show will go from 1 until 3. Make sure to be tuned in and make sure to come on by and to join us for that very special live broadcast this coming Sunday. Eichler's in Borough Park starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time. All right? Make sure to uh, to be part of it. Just spoke to somebody who's very excited about the 15-game winning streak that the University men's basketball team is on. Last night was a last night was a nail biter, <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> these are the types of games you got to win, and boy, they won it uh, by two points. Unbelievable! And tomorrow night they'll be at uh, Yeshiva University Max Stern Athletic Center. They'll be playing Purchase tomorrow night, and um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's gonna be a big game up at the Max Stern Athletic Center, Yeshiva University. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebner Vilsav Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Vilsav Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the parsha, Olochobene Yisrael, Oyechratz Kelev Lishono, that against Klau Yisrael, no dog stirred or barked. Lema'an Teidun, Asher Yafle Hashem, so that you will know that Hashem has differentiated between Mitzrayim and Yisrael, between Mitzrayim and Yisrael. The nace that Hashem did by quieting the dogs has a deep allusion to Klau Yisrael that their chet, that their sin was forgiven, and now they were roi for Geula. The Medrash and Shmos Rabbah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu began to think, Machotu Yisrael, why did Klau Yisrael deserve to become more subjugated than any other nation? As soon as those thoughts arose, he was answered, Loshon Hara Yesh They speak Loshon Hara. They say gossip. The Gemara tells us, whoever says Loshon Hara, and whoever is Makabal, whoever accepts gossip, they are deserving to be sent to the dogs. Chazal tell us, Lo nigalu Yisrael The reason that we deserve to be redeemed from Egypt is because of our repentance. Now that the dogs saw B'nai Yisrael, they didn't pursue them. The Zerashimshin comments, we hear from this, that they did true tshuva. There was no longer any Lashon Hara among them, and they truly were deservant of being redeemed. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, Bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day.
Sachim, Sheve Sachim, Sheve Sachim, Gam Yochad. Hine, Hine Mato. J.M. in the A.M. Great song from Shalshela. It's called Hine Matov here at J.M. Wednesday morning broadcast. We've been encouraging everybody to go to voteoic.org. Voteoic.org. That's where you can get all the information you need about voting in the um, World Zionist Congress uh, election. Remember the Orthodox Israel Coalition, slate number four in the, uh, in the election is a broad-based coalition of the major religious Zionist and modern Orthodox organizations has represented Orthodox Jewry in the World Zionist Congress for over 100 years. And it includes um, uh, organizations like uh, Amit and Mizrahi and YU and Turo and Young Israel, the OU, Torah Mitzion, the RCA, and, and others. And we're asking everybody to, um, uh, to go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org, and participate. You pay the uh, small fee, uh, you vote, and uh, Bezrat Hashem, as the results come in after March the 11th, you make a difference. With us live via telephone is a uh, a co-member of the uh, of Slate number four. We're on number four, as is she. It's C.B. Nugrashal, who is the head of school at the Yeshiva University High School for Girls and is a, um, a representative, an ambassador somebody who is uh, encouraging others through this forum and others uh, to vote and to become part of the uh, Orthodox Israel Coalition in the World Zionist Congress election. C.B. Nugrashal, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me this morning. It's an exciting morning to be on the air with you, and this is a really um, very exciting uh, opportunity for everyone to get involved and make sure that uh, the things that we talk about all the time that we daven for and we educate towards are things that we're actually able to act on. I don't know if everyone know, knows a lot about it, so thank you for creating a platform for everyone to think about it and to recognize that they have an opportunity here. A hundred percent. I'm glad you're with us. You said to me off the air that there is a... Um, there's an excitement and a uh, really a historic element to being involved in the World Zionist Congress. What did you mean? What type of 
history is being made and how do you feel being part of what's happening now during this election season? I think what's exciting about it is that um, you know, so very often when we talk about the growth and development of the Jewish dream and what we've been able to accomplish in sh- such a short amount of time, um, we don't always realize how individuals play that ha- can play a role, and especially for those of us in the diaspora. I'm sitting around so many times a year hearing from students or even parents like, well, what can we do? And you know, sometimes that comes out of moments of tragedy um, and concern and worry, and unfortunately we have those. Um, but here it's, very, it's, it's an opportunity to sort of like flip it and say, do you realize the opportunities for your voice and your values to really make a difference? Do you realize that just going online and voting and being a member and will introduce you into this World Zionist Organization a Congress, a concept that you can actually vote your values and it makes a difference. Or I think I think you must have mentioned there's five billion dollars at stake over five years. Right. Um, to me, that's historic in the sense that it's not just like resting on uh, on the visionaries of the past or those um, who are ingrained in some of the practical building lives of what's going on in Israel. But for those of us who feel like we're diaspora Zionists. Uh, maybe hopeful for not being diaspora, but we often don't always realize that we still have um, a strong role. So, the, from from my from my brief, you know, understanding, the World Zionist Organization is um, one of the few organizations that can hold Jewish communities and is attempting to get our voices um, together across the world. Uh, you know, historic in the sense that it comes all the way back from 1897. State, you know, Herzl probably in his in his first Congress in Basel never even imagined um, that it could have accomplished what it has accomplished, and that we would be standing here today with a state as successful and trying to get all of world Jewry um, to engage and to make a difference uh, in the policies that are being decided. No, no question that's, about that's that. That's really amazing. C.B. Nugrashal is with us. Uh, we're encouraging everybody to vote slate number four in the World Zionist Congress. Go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. You mentioned something so important to consider now in 2020, especially in light of uh, what we saw yesterday in the White House. Um, th- there is a uh, there's a perception that for the first seventy years or so, the first uh, you know the first uh, part of the existence of the Jewish state, uh, the diaspora had to do everything in its power, uh, money and otherwise, to help the Jewish state and to help it grow. It's gotten to a point now where the Jewish state is now <laughs> looking to the diaspora to see what it could do for Jews around the world, and I uh, and I say that because. Um, uh, so much of the funding that we're talking about and so much of the uh, uh, policy that's being set will affect uh, Jews of the diaspora and specifically the United States, whether it's uh, you know money for gap year students, uh, whether it's money for programs here in the U.S. You mentioned that you have students who want to be more involved. We want to see more Zionist programs and more representatives of the Zionist dream on high school and college campuses in the U.S. So this vote literally can in the in the past it's always helped the diaspora but now there's such a focus coming out of israel to help jews in diaspora it's going to go even further this time around i would also add it's not just that we want to see this um in the current climate uh both communally and um and uh cult, you know in the entire american culture 
We need to see these kinds of representatives. Right. We want right. it, it's not just we want it. We need that bridge. We want our students to feel the connection, see the connection, create connections, um, both from a Jewish values perspective and also having the opportunity to fully, fully engage with their American values, which are really being challenged today, in, uh, whether it's because of concerns of physical security or even just the political climate of understanding where they stand. Um, as much as uh, parents and previous generation and educational institutions can educate and, and impart, the encounter with our Israeli um, communal counterparts and having them be a part of this experience. And then, of course, as you mentioned, um, the gap year experience, having our students go over to Israel so that they can fully immerse themselves both in Torah but also in the reality of the state of Israel and ha- what it means, Kimitzion Teitzay Torah, is not just a slogan but as something that they can live. Um, I think the you know the American diaspora and others need it more now um, perhaps than previously, and in the timing of this election, the from yesterday. The general uptick and of concerns that we've had both communally for the physical security, but again the political context of our identity, is 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 extraordinary. So it's it's, it's so exciting to me that Mizrahi has decided to launch this full court press. Everyone really talking about it and trying to promote um, the opportunity for voting. Um, in all different platforms and and with you this morning. I love the fact that you get it. Uh, Sometimes I think there are only a few of us who do get it, but thank God uh, you're among them, and hopefully it's much more than a few. Have you told your high school students that if they turn 18 by the middle of 2020, they're allowed to vote in this thing right now? You know what's super exciting about this? This election is going on from January through March 11th. Right. So we, we, we're just second day back to school. And, oh, right. Uh, and I forgot. Yeah, lots going on. But this is, um, this is something that those seniors who are really thinking about their next year right now right. Um, and considering what, what their personal goals are and where they fit both in their, um, in their own plans, but also within our community, uh, it's, it's an amazing opportunity to learn um, how, to, how to, again, act on your values, do something, not just, uh, you know, stand in front of a room and give a nice Torah, which we, of course, value. There's right. a balance between, you know, Hishtadlos and Amuna. Um, this is, a, and, and it's very hard to find the line between them, but yeah. this is one of the moments where you can put them both together, um, and our students uh, should definitely be encouraged. Yeah, no question um, about it. I, I think collectively uh, around the Yeshiva League, this senior class is going to have this experience that others frankly won't, at least not for another five years, and I think it's a really valuable one uh, where they get the opportunity to to actually do something that feels like they're uh, not just participating but doing something that will uh, uh, help uh, Jews here in the uh, United States uh, down the road. Uh, Mrs. C.B. Nugrashal is head of school at the University High School for Girls. She is on, as we are, a slate number four in the World Zionist Congress elections. She and we encourage everybody to vote. It's a small fee. It's an amazing thing to do, and uh, many of the reasons why it's important to do, you just heard a moment ago from our special guests. Go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org, and we will continue to remind everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Real pleasure. Thank you, Nachum. It's great to be on the show, and thanks, everybody, for the enthusiasm and the excitement for this um, 
for this election. We're looking forward to seeing a tremendous turnout, um, and we know that it will make a big difference yeah. in all of our lives. A hundred percent. Bezrat Hashem, a great turnout, and you're one of the people responsible for that enthusiasm, and we thank you for that. Plenty more coming up. You are listening to a, a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. בימי מתיתיהו כהן גדול ובנב עמדה מלכות יוון להשכיחם תורתנו בימי החש וראש והמן הרשע רצו לחלותנו ורק אתה שומר עלינו רק אתה מציל מצילנו מידם מצילנו מידם ורק שומר עלינו, רק אתה מציל, מצילנו מידם, מצילנו מידם.
JM in the AM, Wednesday morning broadcast. Yonatan Sheinfeld and company with uh, Shomer Aleinu here at JM in the AM. Uh, well, many of you are aware of the fact that the Attorney General of the United States of America uh, was in Brooklyn, New York yesterday, met with a, uh, a group of um, Jewish leaders, since I would assume, we'll find out in a minute, uh, addressed the uh, issue of anti-Semitism and the, um, the role of the Jewish community here in the United States. And um, among those who were there at the meeting, our dear friend Alan Fagan, who is, of course, the executive vice president and chief professional officer of the Orthodox Union, the OU. And uh, he has um, agreed to join us live via telephone to discuss what happened yesterday. And I thank him in advance. Alan Fagan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be with you again. A pleasure to speak with you. This meeting, I'm assuming, only because of the timing, because we know that the um, the, the majority of the uh, the high-profile uh, incidents and episodes you know, happened over the last couple of months. I would assume that this meeting was in the making for a few weeks at this point. Am I right about that? Uh, I don't know, I, I, and uh, my sense is uh, probably not. Oh, wow. Uh, the invitations went out uh, only shortly before the meeting, so I don't know how long it was in the planning. And based on yesterday, why do you think the Attorney General felt it was a good idea to come to a major Jewish community in New York City and uh, meet with people like yourself? I I, I think the uh, uh, desire of the Attorney General uh, was to send a very, very clear message, an unequivocal message, to the Orthodox community, to the broader Jewish community, and and frankly across the United States, uh, that anti-Semitic conduct, hate crime, the acts of escalating violence that we've seen over the last uh, number of months uh, is intolerable, uh, and that it will be a priority of the federal government to see to it uh, that these crimes cease. Uh, so the the very fact that he was present was present in Borough Park, right. where the meeting was held, uh, came together with the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, came together with the head of the FBI's office in New York. Wow. So really brought together all of the investigatory and prosecutorial machinery at the highest level to say to the Jewish community, we will not tolerate this conduct. That, in and of itself, I think was an enormously important uh, uh, message. Once the meeting was over, did you feel comfort? Did you feel that on behalf of the community, you, you could breathe somewhat of a sigh of relief that Washington has our backs, that they are there, uh, if, God forbid, these episodes occur? Let me see if I can uh, if I can distinguish two levels of of, of comfort. Uh, do I think this meeting is going to be the magic bullet that solves this terrible terrible uh, problem of anti-Semitic hatred and the kind of violence that we've seen over the last uh, 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 period of years? Uh, no, I, I don't think there's that kind of short-term fix. Uh, So I don't know that I feel comfort that what we've been witnessing uh, will stop. What I do believe 
is that it is enormously important for government at every level, and certainly government at the highest levels, to make absolutely clear that this conduct will not be tolerated, that it will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, that all of the uh, uh, resources that are available, both investigatory and prosecutorial, uh, certainly police resources and so on, will be brought to bear to try to the maximum extent possible to deal with this issue. Uh, and there I do think that everyone around the table felt uh, a good deal of uh, uh, comfort and gratitude uh, that at the very highest levels of the Justice Department, this message was being conveyed clearly. Alan Fagan's with us, Executive Vice President, Chief Professional Officer at the OU, and uh, one of the members of our uh, distinguished community who represented the community at the meeting with the Attorney General yesterday. Uh, as you're sitting there, Alan, are you are you thinking about some of the things that we need to do? Um, the OU obviously is affiliated with so many hundreds of synagogues around the country. I know you want to see as much security as possible in noticeably um, uh, Jewish buildings, obviously synagogues and others. Uh, were you sitting there thinking that, that there's a part that we need to play in all of this as well? Absolutely. Uh, security is a is a is is really a twofold responsibility. In, in in the in the first instance, it's the responsibility of government, probably the core responsibility of government, to see to it to the, to the safety and security of all citizens everywhere. Uh, we we can't have uh, a society where people are afraid to walk with their children on the street, to go grocery shopping, uh, or to walk into a shul for fear of being attacked. So there's no question that there is uh, a primary responsibility at every level of government to provide the safety and security uh, that we're all entitled to as citizens. But we also have our own responsibilities to do everything that we can do to secure our facilities to secure those who are coming to shul, kids that are going to school, and so on. And that takes a whole variety of forms. Uh, it means shuls and schools having appropriate security assessments done of their physical premises so that they have experts coming in to tell them uh, uh, what kind of security needs to be established where bars need to be put on windows, where doors need to be locked, where cameras need to be installed, and so on. Uh, those are things that, that experts uh, uh, need to assess and to help institutions uh, to do, and every institution should be doing that. Every institution should be holding regular security drills so that if, God forbid, in an emergency something happens, uh, uh, people know where to go and what to do. Uh, and that's an enormous responsibility uh, that I think every institution has. Uh, and, and then there are some, some uh, uh, almost uh, uh, easier things that can often be uh, overlooked. Uh, for example, uh, security is only as good as people allowing it to be utilized in the way that it needs to be utilized. So if there are locked doors... Uh, and we see it here in our own offices. If there are doors that are locked for security reasons and someone finds that inconvenient and props them open with a, uh, you know, with a, with a carton or, uh, or, or uh, 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 you 
know, something that, uh, that, that holds the door open, uh, that defeats the entire purpose of the security. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, if, if people come in to, uh, to shul in the morning uh, and want to make things a little more convenient for everyone else, and there's a lock on the door uh, and uh, uh, they leave the door open deliberately, uh, that's obviating all of the work that's going into uh, protecting our premises. So there are a lot of things that we can do. We, we've also found uh, that, uh, as you know, there's uh, any number of grant programs that are now available at the federal level, the not-for-profit Homeland Security grants uh, that are available. Those funds have now been increased to $90 million a year. We're, we're looking to quadruple that number and fighting very hard to do that. Uh, but until we do, those those grants at that level are available right. uh, to uh, to institutions at risk. Uh, New York State uh, has now uh, made additional funding available. Uh, they're providing funding almost at the level of the entire federal government. The same is true in in uh, in many many other states. Institutions that are eligible for those funds, and now certain of those funds can be used not only for physical security, for site hardening, uh, for new windows and doors and cameras and other kinds of uh, uh, locks and security equipment and so on, uh, can also be used in, in certain instances uh, to hire security personnel, security guards, and so on. Uh, and many, many institutions are not aware of these programs uh, or get intimidated uh, by the paperwork that needs to be filed in order to access them. Uh, that's an area where we can be helpful. We now have... Uh, uh, um, several people on staff who specialize in preparing uh, and, and assisting institutions in preparing grant applications in all of the states in which uh, uh, we operate and at the federal level uh, to help them access the security-related funds uh, that are available. So we want to see those funds increase, and we're fighting to have them increase, but we also want to access that which already exists. And I assume people could find those departments and people through your website, I would assume. That's correct. Alan, i got to wrap up with the following. I'm really not trying to get political, and, and frankly, anybody who's uh, at this point, most people know who I'm supporting for president at the moment, so this is uh, uh, really not political, but I, I just have to ask you this because of the nature of what yesterday was. You're sitting there in a meeting with the Attorney General of the United States, um, a, a meeting that, that I, I don't know your family history, but I would assume your your grandparents and great-grandparents probably would never have believed that officials of the U.S. are sitting down with leaders in the Jewish community concerned about their safety and security. At the same time, you see what's going on in the White House, and you see that there's a, uh, a president who's trying to be reasonable, as opposed to prior times when presidents were trying to uh, make peace deals, trying to be reasonable uh, for both sides when it comes to uh, the future of uh, Israel and its neighbors. I mean, yesterday must have been a day for you where you're sitting and saying to yourself that your ancestors would never believe a day like this would ever exist. It's so interesting that you uh, you say that, because I did sit at this meeting, uh, and the entire day uh, was was just a sort of a study in, in uh, history unfolding uh, and in remarkable contrasts. Uh, certainly, the the, uh, the White House announcement of the peace plan was was part of that. What I actually found uh, uh, to be the the even uh, more symbolic nature of this meeting 
was that it took place on the day that we were recognizing the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. Right. Uh, and I thought that that symbolism uh, was not lost on anyone in the room and certainly was not lost on the Attorney General. Be- because I think the, the most important part of the meeting, put aside the details of the programs that the Attorney General announced uh, uh, he was going to roll out, uh, and is listening attentively to suggestions that we were making and so on. I, I thought the most important part of that meeting was the contrast with what the world went through 80 years ago and the celebration, the commemoration uh, of, of, of yesterday. It, it, here was the very highest levels of law enforcement in our country coming to Borough Park, saying to the Orthodox community, the most visible part of the Jewish community, and therefore the part of the community most susceptible to the kind of violence that we've seen uh, over the last number of months, and saying, we as a government will not tolerate this. Mm. And, and it was so reminiscent of, of what we were all witnessing at the same time were the consequences of government not doing that. Uh, and and I, uh, all we can say, I think, is uh, thank God uh, for the United States of America yeah. uh, that takes this responsibility seriously, that believes that every one of its citizens is deserving of care and protection and security. Obviously, there's more to be done. There's much more to be done. There's much more that can be done. But the very recognition that this is the responsibility of government and they will come to a community and say so out loud uh, is itself sort of reason to all give us pause to say thank you to God for allowing us to be in this great country. Well said. Alan Fagan, thank you so much for joining us and uh, thanks for the report about yesterday. Really an amazing day. When you think about it in the context of Jewish history, much appreciated. Thank you so much. Indeed. Thank you, Nachum. Good Al- to be with you. Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President, Orthodox Union. Information about anything that the OU can do to help you and your synagogue or public institution regarding grants, etc., go to their website at ou.org. You will find both the departments and the people who could be helpful to you. Four minutes after 8 o'clock, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AchimZigal.com, and the AchimZigal Network. And, of course, the beloved NSN app and Ashley Blaker, the great comedian and performer and one of the stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2020, presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm, next in studio at JM in the AM. Walking down a long road that started back then with Adam in the Garden of Eden. We were slaves in Egypt with a heavy load until God told Moses he was gonna give us our freedom. Coming home. Chosen people are gonna start coming home. 
gonna start coming home back to Kenya. Milk and honey in the promised land. It's one big family reunion in the family of man. Coming home the Chosen people are gonna start coming home the Chosen people are gonna start coming home Back to Canaan Milk and honey in the promised land It's one big family reunion In the family of man To the four winds We lost our home, our land, our temple and freedom We leave through everything they could give us By the hand of God we're back with a brand new beginning Coming home Chosen people are gonna start coming home. Chosen people are gonna start coming home. Back to Canaan, milk and honey in the promised land. It's one big family reunion in the family of man. J.M. in the A.M. on a Wednesday morning with uh, Coming Home, R.E.A. Kunstler off of the Yes Legacy album. And the question is, what did I do to deserve another amazing visit by the one and only Ashley Blaker? I don't know, but whatever it was I did, I'm going to do it again because there's nothing like having Ashley Blaker in studio and speaking about what's happening February the 3rd. I know. I know everybody in this room, in this studio, in this complex wants to talk about February the 2nd because February the 2nd is, of course, the Kosher Halftime Show Brought to you by our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm with many great sponsors, including Azer Mitzion and Abels and Hyman and Steinreich Communications and many others, kosher.com, Keiko, etc. But there's somebody here now visiting me in this wonderful facility who does not want to talk about February the 2nd right now as much as he enjoyed participating in the Kosher Halftime Show. He wants to talk about February the 3rd because that's when Ashley Blaker and Goy Friendly opens at the Soho Playhouse on Van Dam Street right here in New York City. Go to AshleyBlaker.com, go to SohoPlayhouse.com, order your tickets online. You have uh, shows every single night, plus matinees on Wednesday and Sunday all the way until the 23rd of February. Ashley Blaker, welcome back to JM 
in the AM. Thank you. It's oh, it's too early. You need to start JM in the PM. This is no good. What, what kind of idea? Why are you feeling bleary? Oh, right I'm tired. I don't know. I'm just tired. Yeah. Um, are you up late because of the uh, the machinations of the show, or because you're still writing and editing? No, no, no. I know. Believe me, I've written. And, it's over. Uh, oh, the, for sure. Look, we said last week. It's never over. It's you're right. always, always changing. But that's how it's keeping you up at night. Uh, no, I, I, I think um, what is keeping me up at night? That, I don't know. I'm just not an early. I've never been a, a really early riser. Yeah, I'm, I'm the you, late minion man, you most, know. Most of you performers are not early morning I know. Riser. The best thing that ever happened was uh, when my synagogue started like a 9.30, <laughs> like, min, like the ten, one of those minion factories where you can just turn up at like, any time. I, I, I think I know where you're diving now, yeah. now that you've told me that. Um, so, look, you're right. We spoke last week. We had an opportunity to alert everybody to the fact that February the 3rd, the big show starts mm. at the Soho Playhouse. Is there any update at all or everything is status quo? Like, has anything happened in the last seven days? That No. Yeah, it changes. Uh, uh, what, in terms of the show? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, what, what, what have you been doing for the last week? What, What's been going on? Well. How have you spent your time? Have you, have you been on the stage literally practicing from the... From the mark where you're going to be doing No, that show? actually will be... We've got a full tech run on Sunday. And Sunday uh, early afternoon, we start... Around the time that the Kosher Halftime Show... Brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm. Exactly. I've heard that. I'm aware of the Rothenberg Law Firm more than I am of the Halftime <laughs> Show. I don't know how much money they give you, but wow. Like, uh, um, Yeah, and uh, so that'll be Sunday. And at the moment, I was with my director last night, and I we were running it. We ran it twice, and yeah, it's really funny when you're doing this kind of show because it's a real. I think I said last week it's very different to anything I've done before. It's a real theatrical show, and so for example, there are moments where I stand, and there are moments when I sit, right. and and it's all calculated. But it's cal- exactly, and it's like me stopping, and going, okay. I was going to sit down at this moment, and then the light change. The lighting changes. Do we? What do we feel about this? Do we feel that we want the lighting change there, or do we want it here? And I'm really doing. That's the level of it. Seriously, that That, is the level. That's a one second transition you're talking about. No, but well, but it's like feeling like is this bit? Yeah, is this a good moment? Is that we want to change the pace here? Because there's, do we want to? You know, the, the pace changes or the tone changes. Does that drive you nuts or not? I love all that stuff. I mean, I love that. I love the being details. Able to, yeah, I'm a details person. I want to do that. I, I, I love all that. It's fun. I mean, that's but that's that stuff you can't do. You I, certainly can't do in a. Uh, you can't do in a comedy club. You certainly can't do if you go to a, a shawl. So if you've ever right. seen me perform in your shawl or synagogue, whatever, the lighting ain't gonna like, be your yeah. specifications. Oh, I've turned up. At, I've done some of these shawl gigs, and they. I turn up and I say, "What are you doing with the lighting?" They go, "Well, it's on or off." <laughs> well, <laughs> you probably want to see my face. So I guess we're on, aren't we? <laughs> that's, that's it's like also you turn up, and you say, "Can I have a steak? Where's the steak?" And they go, "Yeah, we've got a box here." <laughs> I know, although sometimes I have the bimmer. <laughs> the bimmer? Yeah, yeah, Oh, no, like in front of the Aaron Coda show. Right. I'm always that like, tempted, if, you know, to do Pasika. <laughs> the, the reality is mm. that you don't know if you're making the right decision. In other Correct. words, In other words, you're going to make this decision about lighting in association with your movement that you just described. Mm. And as much as you think you're making the right, you still don't know if you're making the right. You'll never know if you made the right. Decision. Uh, well, no, but that ah, uh, yeah, but then that's I suppose the beauty of doing sh- like long runs when you're doing twenty right. plus shows because if on Monday it feels wrong, right, then, then on Tuesday can... you change it. Right, I mean, that's the thing. But the trouble is, obviously, those are you know that first night. I know we got the Wall Street Journal are coming that first <laughs> one, and you want to get it right. Like, and if they and if you. 
go, oh, that was awful doing that thing. And then by Tuesday, I changed it and it was fine. But then unfortunately, they saw the bad version. So what can you do? Like, you've got to try and get it right. Yeah. Ashley Blaker's here. Uh, there is such a thing as group rates, correct? If people want to go with a whole group of people, they can... over ten, over ten, and, online to get information um, about that. There, there, there are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so There's, people can um, check that out. SohoPlayhouse.com, AshleyBlaker.com. Is anybody from the British media paying attention to this, or is this a strictly U.S. thing? Like, are you going to get it, uh, attention from I don't know the same thing, the w- same way the Wall Street Journal's coming, um, or any of the newspapers, or uh, any of the? I think you know, you never know. I mean, I think that do they call this a British invasion? Like, are they proud of the fact that you're <laughs> that you're doing? And certainly, what... the Jewish. I mean, yeah, no. The, I mean, certainly the, the those uh, like the Jewish press are like super aware, and, and you know, take you know. Derive nachas, they shep nachas. And they're they curious say. to see how it goes? And yeah, for sure. And I think people just find it... I remember like the last show, when you see like the name Ashley Blaker across a um, signage, you know, awning across Broadway, right. you know, people go, wow, like that it feels something special. Look, I, 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 it, it, it kind of amazes me. And so, yeah, I, of course, the people in the UK are very interested and see how it goes. I mean, this show, as we said last time, this is a super ambitious show, not just because I want to sit down at one point and want to change the lighting, but in terms of subject matter and in terms of, of uh, who it's appealing to. Because the last show was ambitious enough, going, okay, let's take a show I've done in the UK, let's Americanize it, let's, you know, let's call Turn the, it into America. Well, let's call the... Well, I'll be nice and call my mobile a cell phone and right. I'll call the pavement a sidewalk and... Right. All these kind of things that will keep you lot happy, but uh, that's one thing, and that's one thing you're doing that for the American Jews, and that's fine. But ultimately, you know, we're all kind of cut from the same cloth, and we all um, share the same experiences. But then going, you know what? I'm not only going to do it for the Americans, but I'm going to do it for the non-Jews as well. Right. And that is the key thing with the show because it's called Goy Friendly. It is Goy Friendly. It's. Um, I think the police are coming to. Uh, I see. So the, one of us is under investigation. I know. I don't I know what's happening here. <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe that's the Rothenberg Law Firm <laughs> turning up. <laughs> we want to see good. our. We want to see our. Uh, we want our money back. <laughs> we saw the halftime video and it's no good. Um, not actually Blake. It's Yitzi Spinner. Yeah. No, you see who is it? It's uh, Simcha Liner. That's right. It's I always confuse Yitzi and Simcha. Liner. Really? They kind of look a little alike. A little alike. I think. Maybe I, I can see know. that. Yeah. Small Jewish men. We all look alike without beards. But they don't have beards. <laughs> Little guys with that bit. Um, yeah, no, so it was a thing. Yeah, so it's it's super ambitious to go, you know, this is guy friendly, to do a show that, because it's not easy that, to do a show that is uh, appealing to Nachan Siegel from the Lower East Side, but it's also going to appeal to uh, Joe Smith from, uh, <laughs> from Tribeca or whatever. Right. You know, and that's the thing, is to try and appeal to everyone. Uh, Ashley Blaker's here. We'll talk about the kosher halftime show in a minute. Uh, going back to Brought the to er- by the Ruffenberg Law Firm. Correct. <laughs> the most important thing yes. you could say. <laughs> going back to the early part of your career. Yes. Um, you know the old traditional. This isn't the you know this is <laughs> this isn't the job for a good Jewish boy. You know, yeah. I'm sure you were told that a million times. Being in entertainment and television, mm. etc. What was the first job that you had? Uh, Hang on, not a job for a Jewish boy being in television. Do you know how many Jews work in television? Yeah, you have to be Jewish to work right, in television. But the typical Jewish mother would say it's right, not the job right, for right. a nice Jewish boy. Oh, I don't know. My parents, I think, are listening now. So are they? Uh, I don't know. They, they, they. Um, what was the first job you had where you were paid to be on a production staff or you know part of a show? Well, it in- was an amazing thing. So this is like a real story of what, if we're among friends, I can call hashgacha pratis, and I right. certainly wouldn't use that term. 
in uh, in, in the uh, Goy Friendly, in the Goy show, friendly show. But yeah, so basically, divine providence. This really is an incredible thing. So I was at university, did uh, actually did effectively two degrees. And Were I either was, of them in theatre? No, like- no, no. I did history. I was doing history at Oxford, and then I did a PhD at Cambridge. And I, you're a doctor, I'm Blake, not or? finished it. I haven't finished it yet. Wow. So uh, I got. I wrote up an infill, and uh, but I was out with a, a. I was having a drink with a former teacher from high school, and I said to them, I was moaning because I had. I was unemployed. I only unemployed. I didn't even have a, an idea of something I wanted to do. Well, I like assume I was, teaching must have been. Well, I yeah, right? potentially. I had a few thoughts of what could do. And this teacher said to me, why don't you look in the Guardian newspaper? Now, if you don't know, the Guardian newspaper yeah. is the most left-wing of the broadsheets. Like, it's the one no Jewish houses right. in North London get. We were a Daily Telegraph family. And he said, why don't you look in the media Guardian? And, the, and I said, what's that? They said, in the Guardian newspaper on a Monday morning, they have a job section. They have this media supplement, and it's all jobs in the media. So that was a Thursday night. I remember it very clearly. It was a Thursday night. Four days later, Monday morning, I go out and I buy the media at Guardian, this newspaper. First time in my life. I open it up and there's an advert that says, do you have funny bones? The BBC needs trainee comedy producers. And it's an incredible thing because the advert was only in the paper for one week. I was buying it that day despite the fact that I'd never bought it ever before. Never even heard of it before, the fact this supplement. Applied. Just applied on off chance. I started work 10 weeks later at the BBC. And, 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 and as, a, level as, well. as a like, comedy writer. As a comedy, as trainee comedy producer. Meaning, after, like, meaning scripts you're, like, or, straight at the top. or meaning um, you're writing for monologue. Like, what are you doing? No, so producers, based, the producer is the person who just kind of like is the, they sometimes call it showrunner here. Right. It's the person who's like the main person. Right. No, it's beyond coordinate. Coordinators makes it sound um, much less than it is. It's more like showrunner. It's the person, the creative person in control of everything. And, and, and I was a trainee for six months. Then I just became a full-time producer. And, yeah, incredible, but, like, real... And this real, is because during those six months, they discovered you were funny. They they said... This oh, well, is- no, I didn't ever thought I was so funny to get the job. <laughs> like, but, it was, right. but it was a six-month... I mean, yeah, we, like, it was all viewed to be kept on, obviously. But um, it was an incredible thing. And then the funny thing is, if that wasn't enough, um, if that wasn't enough kind of, if you want to call it coincident, luck, divine providence, whatever you want to call it, the week before I was due to start, I was walking in London, funnily enough, in a in Soho, not the Soho where I'll be performing. We also have a Soho in London. Right. And I was walking down a street in Soho, and I bumped into someone I'd actually been at high school with who had kind of had a moderately successful comedy career at that point. And he said, "What you know, what are you up to? And I said, oh, I've just got this new job, but I need to try and find something to do. Are you interested in doing something together? And he said, yeah, why don't, why don't we do something together? And that show that we developed with a third person became mummish, I'm not joking, the most successful, certainly financially, the most successful comedy show the BBC's ever produced, a show called Little Britain. And that was all just because I just got this job because I read, read the paper for the first time ever and I bumped into someone at exactly the right time. He actually, funny enough, this guy is a famous guy. He actually, in his autobiography, he talks about this incident that we bumped into. He said, I bumped into this old, this old friend of mine and it changed my life. Th- this is... And it's real Hashgacha practice. And, and it, it, I mean... It compa- I'm not making it up. Comparisons, I, mm. I, I can understand what you're saying. 
it was the Seinfeld of Great Britain? Like is that how is that uh, how popular it was? Yeah, look, there's a show called Little Britain. It it it's like it's on Netflix. It's on. I think it's been seen in 156 countries. It it toured the world. It made. Um, and it's a sitcom or a news no type? sketch show. It's a sketch show. Um, and um, yeah, and it just but in, in incredible. Incredible things that can sometimes happen, and and that do. ran from when to when? What years? Oh, that was like it finished um, for fifteen years ago. So we actually in October we made a special for Brexit called Little Brexit. Wow. Funny enough, Brexit then got slightly premature. Did that get Brexit, any ratings? Brexit. Uh, it was a big thing. It was like a big news story that that we made the show, and then and then it's uh, and then Brexit's happening this Friday. You know, right. they're finally um, coming out of Europe, but I'm I'm already I've already left. I'm here, I'm here in New York. You already Brexit. You already Brexit. Yeah, exactly. I'm I Blake of Brexit. It's just um, so no more euros in uh, in England. No, or, people say that we didn't. We never had the euro. You never really. We had never had it, the, right? No, we never had the euro. We At never had all. the currency. No, no, no. We never had that. We we stuck with the pound. Right. We have the queen on our money. We don't. We never went. Down but it's the funny euro. that the other countries all switched and and, and had a them, second yeah. currency. Uh, most I don't think. Uh, well, not France, second currency. France and Italy did. Yeah, not a second currency. They replaced their currency. No, no, so you, when, when no, we, no, you can't use like so if you get it front. They don't have like the francs anymore, the Deutschmarks. Those is wet. that true? Yeah, yeah, those are gone. The pesetas, Spain. It's now just the euros. But the UK never. See Ireland. If you go to Ireland, they used to have a thing called the punt there. Right. But now they have the euros. But um, but no, the, the UK was always the pound. We never went to the. We were always like that's the thing with it. We we're a very odd people. We we're all kind of island. We want to be part we, of your EU. We kind of want to be. We want to have a foot in, but a foot out. We were like, we're in it, but we're not doing them. We won't do your money. Are people asking you about the uh, about the prince who wants to move to Canada and uh, and leave the uh, UK? Yeah. Well, I think he followed. About... Yeah, I think he followed my example. <laughs> like, <laughs> he I'm wants someone... out. He no, wants not that. It's like I'm someone who splits his time between the UK and. Uh, and, and, and America, and I, I, he obviously saw. Look, it's working for Ashley Blaker, <laughs> and and uh, and like him, he he annoyed his um, he annoyed his grandmother by not telling him, and 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 not telling her, and and I annoyed my wife because she didn't realize either. I told her I'm just going over to Shaw. They just need me at a Be minion, soon. and then uh, six months later, I turned back. Oh, sorry, I just got uh, got distracted. Got distracted. Nachum Siegel needed me on the kosher halftime show. Sponsored by the Rothenberg Law Firm. <laughs> Ashley Blaker's here. You'll see him Sunday in the Kosher Halftime Show. He's one of the stars, along with Simcha Liner and Mayor Kay, in the 2020 edition of our big special. Kosher Halftime Show will uh, be uh, released and made available to the public at approximately 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday night, during uh, or just before halftime of the big game between San Francisco and Kansas City. You haven't chosen a favorite team yet, have you? Of the two? Uh, no. Well, I mean, what's your? What should I be? Should I be rooting for one of them? What's like? I don't know about rooting. Who do the Jews? What do the Jews want? <laughs> the, the, what's good for the Jews? Very often, the Jews like the underdog. <laughs> right. Okay. And so in this case, That's even though they're favored, the the fact that the coach of Kansas City has been through so much mm-hmm. and has never won anything, I think, might uh, tilt the Jewish point of view toward him. Right, even though the Kansas City is actually favored in the game. Yeah, because w- w- which area's got the most? It's probably a lot. No, it's a lot more Jews live in San Francisco than Kansas City. Yeah, than the Kansas City area. Correct. If you went strictly on that, you'd have to go. Also, the San Francisco team had a player who played had more than one player who played in the Super Bowl who were Jewish, mm-hmm. but one of those who played in the Super Bowl became an Orthodox Jew. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, who's that? I can't, I can't remember his name. He's a wide receiver who played for Ohio State, and he's a doctor in Ohio. And he then played for San Francisco and actually caught, I think, either caught a pass or even a touchdown pass 
in one of the Super Bowls, and I can't, of course, wow. I can't remember his name right that now. Is, that is, psh, isn't that something? Yeah, isn't that, that is. <laughs> that's psh- worthy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. he's saying he's really good. It's worthy now is that american or is that everywhere no that's everywhere that's that everywhere. is oh no that's a very yeah yeah that's jews everywhere seriously <laughs> like and, and the from jews i talk about this actually during the show that like how the most orthodox men like you you just don't i said it to you last week about how like not laughing instead of laughing right. you just go ah that was a good line <laughs> right. that that was a very good line but it's the same thing it's like instead of coming up to you after a show and going i loved that they just go <laughs> that says it all I did a show in uh, Edison in uh, or Highland Park, that area. That same area. At RPRY in uh, February. And I remember it was like 400 people. It was a big room. They loved it. They absolutely loved it. And I was fixated because this is what happens in a show. That, like, I was just fixated on one man at the back, a very from looking man who just wasn't smiling at all. And I was thinking, like, he clearly wasn't enjoying it. And I'm no joking. He was the very first person up to me afterwards to say, oh, oh I loved that. Wow. And it shows you, it just shows you, you know what, don't you, never go, know. you can't tell, you can't tell. Isn't it difficult for you to focus on any audience member when you're trying to do your act? Like, I would think you'd just blank everybody out, like uh, you wouldn't be able to see anyone's thoughts face. Oh, uh, yeah, but this was a sh- this was like, this is what I'm talking about, like RPR, this was like, they had no proper lighting. Right. Like in a theater, so, so no players, yeah. you, 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 you kind of, with the stage lights, and whatever, right. you really can't see much, and so it's different. I should say, actually, by the way, to those that are going to come, and uh, those that are thinking of coming, and what have you, and where you buy your seats, and sit, and what have you, this this is a very theatrical show, and there's no, I'm not there's no people are always scared to go to comedy shows because they oh don't sit on the front row he'll pick on you right and I have done that kind of thing before in previous I can't shows stand not that. this show this show has there's kind of this is a real like four four show this is like a theatrical piece like I, there will be I no audience participation there is no audience participation I do not even acknowledge like the audience now in you've that just way. convinced me that I should come yeah you just convinced no, me I should I'm come ne- yeah I'm not doing that kind of hey what's your name Nachum how are you where do you live on oh, low east side oh you know. No, I, I kind of find, look, I have no problem with that, and I'm not saying I'm above that because right. I've done that kind of stuff as well, but that's, that's a, I kind of associate that with a real comedy club right. thing. That's like, the other thing I was saying to someone last night, actually, that you know you get in comedy clubs um, is, is this phrase I hate is where people go, so what else? You know that? Community go, so what else? Uh, I was flying the other day. I was on a plane to uh, San Francisco. So what else? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, the other, so that's the thing. It's that thought. No, what else? <laughs> There's no what else. If I say what else, you know it's over. I will give you your money back. Yeah, come to the show. The tickets are whatever they are. And um, there are a few codes flying around. And we, by the oh, way, codes. we. Oh, codes. We need love to a give code. out codes. We need to give out a code. Should we do? I could get. Do you know what? I could set up a code. I could ask them to set up a code for... Well, how immediately? Because now people, you know, I want, I know, I want I people know. to... Go, well, is there a code that exists um, that we could use right now? Let's see. Should we do that? Should yeah. we give a code? Give me one that exists a, right now. A code that exists right now. Um, and because there are several. Um, and use, is this on the Soho Playhouse website? You Yeah, you go to the SohoPlayhouse.com and use the code HABS, H A. B S to get a discount. H A B S. Capitals, had not I capital. Re- doesn't yeah, matter. I, capitals, I think. But had I had I thought about this in advance, I should have set up one called JM in the AM. Right. But you know what? I'm 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 tired. You'll have to forgive me. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so if you use that code H A B S H A B S, you can get an exclusive discount. And you know what else we should do? 
because I'm feeling generous. We should have, uh, uh, we should give a few, you know, let's give a couple of tickets away. All right, how should to, we do that? How should we do that? We should do that. Well, you tell me. How do you random caller, run? whatever you want. I don't know. Uh, you, yeah, We whatever. can give them to a random caller. Yeah, okay. So, um, How many tickets are we giving them? Uh, <laughs> we are going to give, let's give two pairs of two. Okay. Let's give two pairs of two. So each of the two winners will get a pair of tickets. Correct. Okay. So I.e. four in total. Um, how do we get onto this? Was, oh no, I was going to say. So if you buy your ticket, <laughs> right. if you come, if you come free, I can't refund you. I'm not going to refund your subway ticket or your parking. <laughs> but I will refund anyone's ticket if you hear me say the words "What else?" Uh, because I, I don't. Because seriously, it's not like that. It is like that's why I really like yesterday. You know, you said to me, "Has anything changed?" Right. I'll tell you something that changed yesterday. Yeah. The word "explain" changed to the word "convey." Because I realized that I said explain too soon before. I didn't want to say explain twice in like say, and that is the level of it. It is like I honestly, love that. it's I like love learning that. a play. This isn't. This is like yeah, it's like learning a play. Well, do you, I assume you feel like you've memorized the almost the entire thing at this point. Oh right? no, I have. But yeah. it's it's you know what it is. My director said to me yesterday. He said you really know it? it's like now just getting it in your skin, right? And that's what it is. It's like. You know, it's like learning, I suppose it's like learning, you know, it's like, what's the phrase people sometimes say that you have a um, kinion over it? You have right. like a real, like, you know, ownership. Yeah, you really, like, you when you it. learn, when you learn the duff in right. such a way that you have a kinion over it, you Lahavdo, know it. of course, like, Lahavdo, I mean. Lahavdo, exactly. Lahavdo. This is, mine is much bigger. <laughs> Thank but, you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, no, uh, so. Okay, so there you go. I have to learn it in that way, is that you kind of know it that it is. But the great thing is, is when you when you get bored, when you do a show too many times, then I suppose you can get a bit flat with it. But no, this is still so exciting, and I'm loving saying it. Ashley Blaker, he stars in the uh, NSN presentation that we call Kosher Halftime Show 2020. That's Sunday. On Monday, February the 3rd, it all begins at the Soho Playhouse. Uh, every night there's a performance, plus matinees on Wednesday and uh, and Sunday. Uh, go to SohoPlayhouse.com and use the promo code H-A-B-S. H-A-B-S. Uh, use that promo code for your discount. Right now, as Ashley has generously offered, we're going to punch out our uh, telephone lines and take two random callers at 212-529-4620. 2125294620 each of the two random callers will receive a pair of tickets would this be for the night of their choice or would this be for yes, opening yes. night no, of no, their no. choice no they chose they want to come to opening they should come to opening that's nice. the uh, and sit next to that man from you're, the uh, Wall Street Journal giving, and uh, get some stock tips. You're so. giving you're giving them a, you're giving them a entire <laughs> array of choices here. Yeah, aren't I nice? You are yeah. you are very nice yeah. I must say. Uh 2125294620 couple of random callers will receive tickets for the big show that we call Guy Friendly with Ashley Blaker. More coming up at JM in the AM.
inspired me, I took them all to heart. So many things to work on now, I don't know where to start. I can't let this inspiration simply pass me by. Cause I won't know my potential if I don't even try. Is by Yatil and Kuday. I don't know if I can ever hope to lay it right. And I might not even finish, but I'll work every night. <laughs> I told my wife and kids I'll be the Siam God's a shock Oh, I know that in the future It can get real tough But every single block in Marah Keep in mind the words our sages teach No, it's not our job to finish But we must attempt And even when it feels impossible We're still not exempt J.M. in the A.M. with Baruch Levine. Our final minutes with Ashley Blaker, who's uh, starting February the 3rd at the Soho Playhouse. Go to SohoPlayhouse.com and use this promo code, H-A-B-S. Use that promo code and get your tickets February 3rd through the 23rd of February in New York City at the Soho Playhouse. Congratulations going out to listener Dovid in Hillside, New Jersey, and listener Moshe and the Five Towns, they are both big winners because they get to choose which show they go to of Ashley Blaker's 
guy friendly. Congrats to the two winners who uh, who are among a lot of people trying to get through on this phone line. David and Moshe, they sound Jewish to me. I think they are. They they definitely sound it. Isn't that funny that a guy friendly show would attract guys named David and Moshe from the Five Towns? Yeah, imagine yeah. that. Maybe they should bring people their Five Towns. Never say which one they're in. No, Isn't they? that funny? Always. They no, no one ever. No, I've never met anyone who goes. Yeah, I live in. Uh, um, I would say the following: if they live, in if a, they live in Lawrence or Cedar, they live in certain ones in the Five Towns. I'll tell you. Right. Otherwise, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, you'll have your people contact their people, and they'll be in the uh, in, in a very distinguished they're, row of the Soho exactly. Playhouse. For their... My people will speak to their people. <laughs> they'll do lunch. They'll they'll get the, they'll get around the table. They'll work it. Will out. there be yapchik at that lunch? Or you don't I don't know, know there'll be yapchik. You've got me so addicted to that yapchik. Uh, I love that. Yapchik. Are we going tomorrow night? Are we going to have a little yapchik oh, run tomorrow I don't know. night? I'm tempted. I really if I would call where, you, to... where do you go and get it then? Well, we're, we we usually go to Grill on Lee right over the bridge. Right. So if we would contact you tomorrow night and right. say, uh, let's Maybe. say around 10 p.m. Say, Ashley. O- over the bridge. Well, over to Williamsburg Bridge. Yeah. Oh, in Williamsburg. Yeah. Right, right, right. I see. And we would contact you tomorrow night. Right, We'll mm-hmm. be at the YU mm-hmm. game. We go back from uh-huh. the YU game tomorrow night. Uh-huh. And uh, we stop by your apartment and say, Ashley, let's go. We're heading for Yapchik. Yeah. You'd be inclined to go or oh, not? Oh, well, I hear the word Yapchik and I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of there. But I'm curious. The, the YU game, this is Yeshiva University. Yeshiva University, 15 in a row, baby. 15 in a row. And Tomorrow is, night we go for 16. And this is playing basketball. Men's basketball. Men's Jews playing basketball. In a real Division and three nationwide division. Yeah. I assume the net is like half the <laughs> no, half the height no, no, it no, normally no, is. No need. There's a big really? there's a big Jews on that team. So really, tall, well, I was going to say, because you are an exception. There you go. You, you are see. the exception that proves the rule. But really, because like, I feel I, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure I've got the best. That said, you know what? You remember Muggsy Bogues? Of course. Yeah, see, that's the kind of basketball he player was, I'd want He was to a be tiny like. guy. He was like 5'3", wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, that'd be like me. And he was right. able to dunk the ball and everything. I don't think he could dunk the ball. I think he really? Did. I think he I remember did. Spud Webb. He was five he seven. He oh, dunked. so he did. Maybe I, I, I don't think Muggsy Bogues. Right, maybe I, I think Yeah, I think he didn't need a trampoline. But right. um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, Look, I hope I haven't spoken Losh and Horror against Muggsy Bogues. I'm sure he's a big listener of Jamie in the end. He is. Call in if you dunked. Um, Be I careful. Apologize. He now goes by his Jewish name, Meister. Right. Meister exactly. from the exactly. five exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Muggsy anymore. Yeah, but yeah, really. So, wow, these Jews are playing basketball. Yeah. I'd like to invite you. You want to go? Tomorrow yeah. night? Where is this? Up what? in Yeshiva University, 185th Street. On Washington Heights. Yeah. Wow. And Have you ever um, visited the campus? You never I've, Yeah, I could. I had a friend of mine, Ellie, used to live near there, and I, I went by a couple of times. Just walked but you've around never it. really... But I haven't really seen it properly. And I've got quite a few... Um, uh, oh, I should say, there is a code. There is a code for... I don't know if any of them listen, but there is a code for the YU Hevra and what have you. Seriously? There's seriously a code called STUDENT. But that's actually a, a, a bigger discount. And but just use the word they, student. student, but they will check but you have your to really they be would, a student, they, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, they will check your ID. All right, so um, you go to why you were Stern. Stern or any, any other place. Any, any, any right, other. if you're a student, right, use, student, the, use, the, code use the code student, student and you get an even bigger and, discount than we get. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, shouldn't they be learning? They, 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 this, this, well, they do learn, but they is, also have time for basketball. Bittlesman. You know, they're. Learn. Now you're getting into the content of the coach for halftime show. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. But there are people who say you should be memorizing Talmud instead of comedy routines. You know what I'm saying? There are people who say that. You know half the people who say that. I'm very aware of them, exactly. And in terms of the show, a reminder, because we did this last time. Uh, the, 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 you got to the point where you called it Goy friendly because you literally 
had an experience and continue to have an experience with a mm. friend who's of Muslim background. Well, the, the show's called. The funny thing is, actually, the word, the term "guy friendly" came from a man called Steve Doherty, who produces my BBC show, who's not Jewish, and I would often send him scripts. And he would go, I love this bit, but could you make it a bit more guy-friendly? Right. And I said, you know what? Oh, I love that. I'm going to use that one day. I love that. It sounds really funny. Um, and uh, so I wanted to do a show that was guy-friendly. But the story of it is actually about my friendship with this guy, Imran, who is actually with whom I actually did a tour. But And how he, and this is all true, he was just so, he like barely ever met a, a Jewish person before, certainly not an Orthodox Jew, was fascinated by all the stuff, like, why do you do this? Why do you do that? What's all that about? Stuff. You know, it's like so much, there's so That's much stuff. There's just a lot stuff. of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, let's be honest, I don't want to put people off, but there is a lot of stuff. And um, he was fascinated, he had lots of questions. And I thought, well, I'm going to, you know, we'll spend a lot of time in the car together. Maybe I could try and explain some of what this is about. And the show is about how I taught him. Right. And A, the impact, the, a little bit about the impact it had on him, but more actually about the impact it had on me. Right. Uh, and then what happens after, it's got a whole narrative, and I don't want to spoil it, but about what happens to us after I finish this right. process, we do something together. And yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting show, and it covers a lot of important issues. I actually, did, you know, I touch on anti-Semitism and... There's some more serious bits, but I, you know, but still, I hope with laughs every 15, 20 seconds, you know, which is the key. We are very, very much looking forward to it. We're, we're finally here after yep. all the discussion. Yep. After all the articles we've read about your efforts to get this off the ground, we yeah. are finally here. Exactly. It must be very exciting for you. It is really exciting, and and I think I said to you like last time, it's it's having all those bells and whistles. This was actually right. also like. The play, I can't tell you how excited I am about the playbill. Your name right. is in the playbill. I know. Thank you for that. Your name, you thank and Miriam's you. name yes, and NSN you. and and to have like anyone, any listener who's ever been to a Broadway By the way, show we're, will we're, know. We're going to the show just to get the playbill. Exactly. <laughs> it's worth it. Exactly. It's worth having. <laughs> I, I like because it's you know you know you go to a show and you get that playbill and it's got that iconic yellow cover and that's the thing you you um you go on like the Instagram and. Twitter and things like that and the photo people always post of shows is holding up of their course. thing that's like the iconic photo so yeah to have that to see that and and to to deliver some things that kind of feel that you're proud to to show people you know 100%. and you, all you want at that point then is people to come and see it because you've kind of you've created something that you hope it's like any artist you know you record a cd Baruch Levine makes a cd hopes people listen to it you know Folks, your chance to see Ashley Blaker Sunday night at the Kosher Halftime Show. It'll be made available during halftime of the big game. Monday, you get your first chance to see Ashley Blaker at the Soho Playhouse all the way until the 23rd of February. Take our recommendation. See it. Enjoy it. Um, somebody in a unique situation in our community who is uh, able to go on stage in a place like the Soho Playhouse and really uh, make our people proud. And for that reason alone, you should go. Plus, you'll you'll love the entertainment. Is there parking nearby, by the way? People, <laughs> people need to know. I think there is, actually. I think it is, because the last, no, the last show I did was um, at Broadway and 50th, and like, Midtown area, like, it's much harder to park. Oh, well, right there's there. parking. And, uh, no, it's hard. Like, I think here at Van Damme, no, I think there's actually on-street parking okay. there. Like, yeah, but, uh, or search, but, hey, the, uh, quite... search for the lot on your phone. Simple as that. Mm. Is that what you call it in England? A lot of parking uh, um, A gay garage? No. A, well, no, yeah, you call it a, 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 we call it a garage. A garage. But, um, we say garage. I know you do. Right. And in, in my last, I don't use that word in this show, but in my last show I used that word. And I would, I actually do go to the effort of mispronouncing words 
for your benefit. Thanks. Otherwise, the audience. In this show, I, I'll, t- I'll give you one sneak preview. Yeah. In this show, I use the word aluminum twice. What would you say? Al- we call it aluminium. You're Did being you serious. That? Didn't you know that? You call aluminum aluminium? Yeah. Really? Didn't you know that? I thought people knew that. I've never, I've never heard that. Aluminium foil. And you call it aluminum. But if I called it aluminium, people would We wouldn't know like, what you're what? talking exactly, about. Exactly, yeah. It's I, aluminum foil. I also use the word amenities in this show. Right. What would you say? Amenities. Wow. But it's but like You're comedically. So strange. No, but I, that's the thing. So you don't want to like if I said that it just slight. Even if you'll obviously, if I said amenities, you would know what I meant. Right. But it would take you like a second. It would distract, it would just, like, distract right. you. But yeah, I, wow, you've learned something. Aluminium. Amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna resent it when I hear the word aluminum. I'm gonna say aluminium. What's wrong with you? Yeah, no, it's weird thing. If you get out, ah, you know what? We can shorten the word. We don't need the extra i. <laughs> it's slowing us down. Think of all the work. Correct. Think Correct. how many times in your life, right? You Correct. said aluminum. Trust me. And how? And if you count up <laughs> aluminium, all that, that time you spent. That was the first thing that went through my mind. How much extra toe you could have learned in that time? <laughs> Ashley Blaker, Sunday Night Coach for halftime show, Soho Playhouse, beginning Monday. Go to SohoPlayhouse.com. SohoPlayhouse.com and use this promo code H-A-B-S, H-A-B-S. For those of you who are students, use the promo code STUDENT and enjoy an even bigger discount. I thank you for being part Pleasure. of Kosher Halftime Show. Pleasure. And I wish you the best of luck. I cannot Thanks, wait Michael. to see the show. It's going to be Great. amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Ashley Blaker on a very special Wednesday morning at JM in the AM.
Eitan Katz. Good song. It's called Kuma. Wednesday morning, partly cloudy, high temperature of 42. Welcome to a Wednesday, everyone. Uh, and thanks for joining us. Uh, coming up on Bite Size, Joanna Shepson with Ori Noam and Nitsan Rosenberg from M-A-R-S, Mars. Uh, that'll happen during Bite Size with the only Pollock that follows JM in the AM. Live lunch will be with Avrami starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to um, tune in. Make sure to wish Avrami a Mazel Tov and Hanan's Bar Mitzvah. Don't forget to vote. Vote OIC. Vote OIC.org. Uh, vote OIC.org. Someone asked on the app how to access the Kosher Halftime Show. It'll be available on NahumSiegel.com. It'll be available on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash NahumSiegelNetwork. Um, yeah, if you search in YouTube, I don't know if the search will work right away. Very often you have to wait till the next day for that search to actually find it for you. But if you search Kosher Halftime shows right now, then certainly you could see those from the past years uh, if you search uh, Kosher Halftime show in YouTube. Um, Sunday's a big day. Kosher Halftime show plus at 1 p.m. Eastern time. We are inviting everybody who's going to be near the Brooklyn area at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Barry Weiss joins us for a special broadcast between 1 and 3 p.m. from Eichler's in Borough Park. We'll be at Eichler's in Borough Park with Barry Weiss. She is the author of How to Stop Anti-Semitism. She will be there. They'll be selling books. She'll be signing books. We'll speak with her and a whole bunch of guests coming up Sunday between 1 and 3 at Eichler's in Borough Park. Make sure to be there. Should be a, um, a tremendous day there and a perfect way to spend the early part of Super Bowl Sunday. All right, so make sure to come on out and uh, enjoy. A reminder, tomorrow night, the Yeshiva University men's basketball team goes for 16 in a row up at Yeshiva University. The game starts at 8 p.m. tomorrow night against Purchase on the YU campus. The game is at the Max Stern Athletic Center on the campus of Yeshiva University. Make sure to join us up there tomorrow night. Mordechai Shapiro wraps up a Wednesday at JM in the AM.
נרגש, אני מודה, אני נרגש, כל נשימה חיים במתנה. בכל יום ניתן לה, הלב מרגיש ומתמלא, ומתוכי פורצת מנגינה. בוקר טוב עולם, בוקר שכזה, כל החושך Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you as your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener's sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NahumSegal.com, on the NahumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Don't forget to vote in the World Zionist Congress election. Go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org for information. Again, that is voteoic.org. Thanks to all of our guests this morning. Thanks to all of you. Mayor K tomorrow. Mayor K tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Until tomorrow, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.